Hello, hello everyone, and welcome to the Embody Your Soul podcast. I am your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as a modern medium. And the mission of this podcast is to create a sacred space for us all to tap in and discover and connect with our divine self through spiritual connection and best practices. If you are new here, thank you so, so much for finding me. And it is just such an honor to serve you in this way. And if you are a regular listener, thank you oh so much for coming back and listening and supporting the podcast. It really means the world to me. And also seeing the reviews and receiving beautiful messages about how episodes resonated with you. It just, my heart just bursts into a million pieces. It makes me so, so happy. So if you haven't already, make sure to follow this podcast and share this podcast with anyone who is eager to listen in on the magic, on the wisdom, on the silliness, and of course, follow wherever you love to listen. And make sure to give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at the modern medium underscore. When you feel ready and called to book a full reading with me, head to my website at themodernmedium.co. Or if you are eager to talk about and get into a mentorship program with me, either tap into your magic or meet your spirit guides, simply click on this discovery call link in the show notes. And this is where we will chat about all the questions you have. We will suss out all the details for how we can move forward with our beautiful partnership. And I am so, so excited. I also am very excited. I have two really big announcements. So number one is if you are a Los Angeles-based human being or if you are based in Orange County and you're down to make the drive, I am having my first live event at Mystic Journey Bookstore which is 2923 Main Street, Santa Monica. And I will be doing a beautiful group reading with a very intimate gathering, only 10 people. This is also really based on the amount of people we're able to fit. So at Mystic Journey, if you've ever been before, if you're based in Los Angeles, it's been around, I believe, for almost two decades It is this beautiful book and crystal store and they have this lovely garden area and that is where I'll be holding the gathering. And in tangent with me, I'll be having my gorgeous dear friend, Tori Osinski, and she is the founder and creator of Anoint Daily, which is my new absolute obsession. It is these handmade, homemade, literally anointed and prayed over organic and sustainably sourced adaptogens. And these have changed the game for me. I met her, I believe, God, I forget if it was Thanksgiving or Christmas, honestly, but I met her a couple months ago. Let's just say that at a really wonderful pop-up at this wonderful store in Laguna Beach called Ritual Refill. And it was a whole slew of amazing business owners, also not only business owners, but women. And Tori is actually a friend of a friend of mine. And Tori was talking to us about how she makes these adaptogens. And I immediately bought one because I was so excited. Also, I love meeting the creator face-to-face and kind of hearing 
what they have to say, of course, about their product. I tried it and I am just in love. I am blown away. And every single morning I have a beautiful drink with raw cacao powder and a tiny little teaspoon of this adaptogen because that that is all you need. And I am so eager to I, I literally wake up excited to have this adaptogen and I've told all my friends about it. It is something I am so excited about. So anyways, I, I got on a tangent here, but two things. She will be serving beautiful adaptogenic beverages at the gathering. So she will be guiding us through a really brief and wonderful meditation and honestly educate all of us on the medicine and we'll have our beverages, we'll have our tea, and then I will guide us through a beautiful meditation, invocation, and group reading with spirit. And I am so excited. This will be about a two-hour gathering, and you can purchase tickets on Eventbrite. I will put that link in the show notes. And this will be on Saturday, February 11th. And I am confirming the time, but I believe it will be from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. And this gathering will be about two hours. The tickets will be on Eventbrite. It's $75. And I am so excited, you guys. This will be so wonderful. And if you are a seasoned listener of this podcast, I actually was supposed to have a gathering And it was so sad because I literally got COVID and I had to cancel it. So I'm really excited. I feel very ready, especially for this one. And also having a beautiful co-collaborator with me on um, this beautiful journey. I'm really excited. And I think you guys will also fall in love with the feeling this adaptogen gives you. Also, if you don't know what adaptogens are, it's pretty much like mushroom plant medicine we're not microdosing. We're not tripping. It's just a beautiful way to enrich your spirit and it just enhance just your overall well-being and experience and happiness. These adaptogens, at least for me, this one, the one I have, it's called Daily Sun. It helps with my focus, with my energy, and I also believe with my digestion and my immunity, and I just love it. I, even though I was sick last week, I had actually kept, I would say I wasn't sick for as long and the intensity was not long because my immune system is a lot stronger for it. So anyways, I I just dove right in to these adaptogens and again, this event, I'm really, really excited. You guys are going to love Tori. You guys are going to love Mystic Journey and I hope you guys are excited about this. I am. It'll be so, so great to meet some of you in person and just meet and just really, really connect with you all. I'm really, really happy to be here. I'm sure you guys can tell by my voice. Let's just get right to it. (laughs) So this next guest is a psychic medium I deeply admire, I deeply respect, and she makes me feel so validated. She makes me feel very seen. She makes me feel very understood, and I love her a lot. I am really excited and honestly, I'm so happy that she's in my circle of, you know, practitioners that I can lean on, ask questions. I started following her honestly a while ago, I would say at the beginning of my mediumship journey. And her advice is so practical. It's so straightforward. It's also very 
I would say our values feel very in line. They are modern. They are not outdated. She is just so empowering. So anyways, this beautiful psychic medium and her name is Courtney Dawson and she is based in British Columbia. So Courtney is a professional medium, spiritualist minister and mentor. She has worked with clients all over the globe, including Denmark, the UK, Brazil, Australia, and of course, North America. She has trained at the beautiful and prestigious Arthur Finley College in Stansted, England. As well, she has trained with many well-known and international mediums, including Tony Stockwell, literally snapping. I fucking love Tony. He is incredible. And his teachings are worth every dollar. I, I literally woke up at the butt crack of dawn and I would do his class 10 times over in a row. I would stay up for 38 hours. I don't even know if that makes sense. I would stay up for like, uh, whatever. I'm like getting ahead of myself. Tony is amazing, you guys. He is incredible. And Courtney is also a certified spiritual life coach. And she was certified by the international psychic medium, James Von Pra. And Courtney's beautiful, vibrant energy and strong connection with spirit really makes her such a sought after medium and mentor. And she has appeared on several podcasts and she also shares her expertise so others can feel seen and confident in their own experiences. So definitely make sure to give Courtney a follow on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. And she also has a link tree, which I will put in the show notes. And then also make sure to check out her podcast, The Connected Spirit Podcast. I was on that podcast. Woo woo. We had so much fun. And again, you guys, I am really excited for you all to connect with Courtney and meet her. So the beautiful thing about Courtney is honestly, I really connect with her values. I feel very validated as someone who is a a modern medium. In this episode, we of course dive into her story, which is such an amazing, oh my gosh, such an amazing tale. I love it. We also get into really what it takes to be a professional medium, what it takes to find your footing, find your grounding. We also really start talking about the importance of finding community and the importance of representing the spirit world and yourself as a divine vessel and how this work really wouldn't exist, of course, if it wasn't for spirit, if it wasn't for God's source energy. We talk about the importance of setting boundaries as a professional medium. We talk about finding your worth not only in terms of getting over imposter syndrome and I guess I wouldn't even say getting over, but really working with and loving that side of you that feels the imposter syndrome as a practitioner, but also your financial worth, your price tag, because it's so much more than just a monetary exchange. It's an energetic exchange. And it's such a beautiful conversation. And I felt really, really validated in terms of talking about boundaries and just setting a standard for yourself and your practice. We also talk about really 
finding the practice and discovering the practice, the kind of mediumship that works for you. As she talks about in this episode, there are all different kinds of mediumship. And I personally believe we feel competition or we feel times of comparison because we don't quite know what our juice is yet. We don't know what separates us from the rest. And I guess I don't want to say separates us because we're all together in oneness, blah, blah, blah. But you know what I mean. I have my sauce. Courtney has her sauce. My beautiful friend Kayla has her sauce. My gorgeous friend Shauna has her sauce. Every practitioner has her unique kind of umph in their practice. And we also talk about what a good reading consists of and what a beautiful energetic exchange exists of. And there are times where she has talked about where she's had to stop a reading. And that, of course, feeds back into what I was just mentioning with boundaries and setting a standard with your practice and not feeling like you have to do a certain kind of practice or a certain kind of mediumship because you see other people doing it. And also really embracing the individual practice that you own for yourself. Of course, there are shared experiences as mediums and as practitioners, as intuitives. However, our experiences are all so different. There are signs and signals that may mean one thing to me, but also may mean another to Courtney. And that's the beauty of, of course, working in tandem and working close with spirit. And we also talk about that and how important it is to always check in with your team, but also check in with yourself. and. Checking in with yourself, taking care of yourself, how important it is to avoid reaching burnout as a medium. So honestly, I would say this is a really fantastic episode. If you are looking to understand what it's like to be a medium, but also looking to understand what it's like to be a medium from the client side, I believe this will really just give you a beautiful perspective of the seat we're in and the dedication we have to our practice to you to serving you and I think this would just this is just a really powerful episode and I'm just really excited to share this and I'm just really excited to have Courtney in my circle Courtney by my side because again like I keep saying I feel so validated I feel really seen, and this is the kind of mediumship I am so here for. I'm here for talking about and experiencing and sharing with the world. So anyways, I really hope you enjoy this episode. What I just remember so vividly is truly the feeling I had after this conversation, and I was smiling from ear to ear. My cheeks hurt. I was just so excited to be even more connected with Courtney. I really love following her on Instagram because she has these. And again, make sure to give her a follow on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. Give her podcast a follow and a listen, the Connected Spirit Podcast. And let's just get right into it. Yes. Okay. So, oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Courtney, for coming on. It is so great to connect with you again. Listeners, I was on her podcast, such a ball. And I also have been following Courtney for some some time. And I just 
learned so much from you just simply from like a post you put out. Like I like gasped, like, wait, I didn't know this. Or like, I feel reaffirmed. And I just, I love learning from you. I love connecting with you. And I'm so excited for my listeners to meet you. So thank you so, so much. Thanks for having me. It's really cool to be able to do a podcast swap with a fellow medium. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Oh my gosh, of course. So much fun. So a question I always love to start off with um, on the podcast is in your own words, what does it mean to embody your soul? I think embodying your soul means to really embrace who you truly are, regardless of other people's expectation regardless of what you have thought about in the past about yourself. And I think to embody yourself, your soul, is to really embrace all aspects of you, the shadow and the light. And to embrace those idiosyncrasies, those quirks that you have, those areas of yourself that still need healing, and give yourself grace and compassion and recognize that where you are today is a living testimony. Your life is a living testimony and that no matter where you find yourself, you are at some level connecting with the light within, but also sharing it so others can see. And many of us have lived colorful lives, Alexandra, including myself. Some stuff I wish to kind of ignore and not talk about. But yet through those experiences and those moments that I would consider the shadow aspect of my life, I've actually learned so much more about myself, spirituality, the other side, and it has helped lead me to embody who I am, body, mind, and spirit, and be okay with who you really are. And if you have areas of yourself that you go, yeah, you know what, I'm really struggling here, or this is an area of my life that I really need to work on, be okay with that. The most important key to embodying your soul is having an awareness of where you've been, where you are, and where you want to be, and allow love to lead you. Love that. Thank you so much. And I say this every single time, but I don't care. Every single definition is so different and so beautiful. And I hope you didn't mind. I was closing my eyes to really just take it in and absorb it. And I just love what you said about your life really is a living testimony and how I had this, I, I shared it on um, Instagram a little bit ago, but a guide gave me a message that I really needed to hear. And she said, the darkness within you is light to others. And what yeah. you said really felt like such an affirmation that we kind of go through these moments of shame and guilt or pain and agony, but really like that is just going to illuminate your soul even more. And it's going to illuminate healing and love for others. And just, I love what you said. And so for listeners who don't know you, I would love to hear, and I'm sure they would love to hear how you came to understand your gifts and that you were connected to spirit. Well, ever since I was about maybe three years old, three years old is actually my earliest recollection of having an encounter with a spirit person. And I had many experiences and I, I've shared the stories before, but my parents knew that I was seeing and hearing things, but coming up and being raised in a religious home, they very much thought that what I was hearing and seeing and feeling was coming from God and his angels. And I do believe there is a God. 
I do believe that there are angels, but my understanding is different than the Christian beliefs of my family, which is cool. That's fine. But it wasn't until maybe my early thirties that I really kind of hit rock bottom in my life. And it wasn't about like substance abuse. It wasn't about anything like that, but I had been going through some like, you know, let me back up a little bit, but I've always had experiences and encounters with the spirit world. And I've always been very strongly connected to my intuition. And it has always led me to where I need to be and to reveal truths that would help me make informed decisions that would guide me on the best path. But I went through some really difficult situations um, and had some really challenging experiences through my divorce. And it was through that time that things really spiraled downward very quick. And I had a lot of really challenging moments with my kids. And, you know, kids really suffer when you go through a divorce. And I did not have an easy divorce. And I don't know if anybody does, but I'm sure that maybe there are some, but it was a really rough experience in my life. And my kids went through it and it was tough. And um, you know, my kids went back and forth living with me, living with their dad. And my whole identity of being a mother, being a wife, being um, this person who I had really become, that's who I, I felt I was, this mother and this wife. And it was like my whole identity got stripped from me and I hit rock bottom. I was in a deep depression. I was really, really low and I didn't know how to get out. And it was interesting because I did remarry and my husband who I'm, you know, I'm still with today. He's amazing and he's so supportive, but he didn't know anything about my abilities, but he knew that I would know things, but he just didn't know where I was getting it from. I really kept it on the down low because I didn't know how he would take it. I didn't know if he would leave. I, I just honestly didn't know. And I was so scared to even talk about it. So I left it alone. But yeah, I kept having all of these experiences that were increasing in frequency and in intensity and in clarity after my divorce. Um, there was a period of time when my kids lived with their dad and, um, and they were tweens, so not quite teenagers. So that was really tough for me. And the spirit world really came close to me um, in 2018, or sorry, 2013. And I was having experiences that I couldn't deny anymore, but honestly, I didn't know what to do. So I was seeing a Reiki master. I was going for Reiki. I was involved in spiritual classes and doing different things like that. Uh, I would meditate. I would journal. I would hear voices. I would record down what I was getting. Um, I just didn't really understand all of it. And, but I was having these spiritual experiences. I was talking to the other side, but with more openness and trying to understand it all. And not all of it was good. I'll say that I had some really interesting experiences with uh, individuals from the light and individuals not from the light. People go, what? There, there's only light. There's dark. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. I, yeah. I encountered some of that. Another show. But um, so I was like, I don't know what the hell to do, really. And then a couple of years later, I had some friends that had went to a spiritualist church in um, Surrey, BC. And they had said to me, oh, hey, we went to this place in Cloverdale and there was this mediums on a stage and they were giving messages. And I thought, oh my God, 
like, where are you guys going? What are you doing? Like, are you guys nuts? And um, I was thinking that, but wasn't saying it, but what they shared just really kind of sparked something within me. And the spirit world kept talking to me more and more and more. And I was hearing these voices clear audiently. I was seeing the spirit world sub- or objectively, not understanding like who they were, what they were, but I was, I felt comfortable and safe though. And they kept saying, you need to go check this place out. And I said, I don't know. No, I'm good. And you know, what's funny, Alexandra, I never even asked the, my friends what the name of this place was. So I didn't know. I just knew there was some spiritual church in Cloverdale, Surrey, BC, and there was mediums there. I had no idea. But this voice, which I recognized as a spirit world, kept talking to me for nine months. And the voice just got so strong. I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to do something with it. So I Googled and Googled and Googled. And I honestly didn't even know what I was looking for. Um, But I did come across Lighthouse Spiritual Center in Surrey, BC. And they were doing a message night. And a message night is a demonstration of mediumship to bring proof of survival. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go check this out. So I asked a girlfriend of mine, hey, you want to go with me? And she's like, oh, yeah, I've been there like three or four times. Like, what do you mean? You've been there three or four times. She's like, oh, yeah, they're great. I said, well, okay, cool. Do you want to come? Yeah, absolutely. So we went. And I had this really incredible experience that really changed and altered the course of my life forever. And it was June of 2015, I think it was, I think 15-ish, somewhere around there. And I was standing outside of the center waiting for the, the doors to open so we could, you know, do our admission and go in. And as I was standing there, I saw the spirit man walking and he was walking behind these two people, a mother and a daughter. And I was like, oh my goodness, why is this happening here right now? Like, what is going on? It's sunny, it's bright out, and I'm seeing this guy, like, clear as day. He sees me, I see him. And he says, I'm with them. I said, okay, fine, cool, all right, ignore him. I'm, I'm just waiting to go in, that's it. And he says, I need I need to give them a message. I said, all right, well, it didn't come from me. Like, I don't know what you want. Like, I don't know, I'm not doing this. So he starts talking to me and talking to me. And I said, no. So he says, I am going to be getting a message through to them. All right. So I get inside. My girlfriend shows up. We go and we sit down and we wait for the event to start. And this mother and daughter sat two rows in front of me and he kept talking to me. He says, they're not getting a message from the medium. They're going to get it from you. And I'm like, holy smokes. So the medium is on the platform. And I start seeing spirit people, solid, objectively, coming out. It looked like they were coming out from the wall. It was so interesting. But I know because I'm a minister there now, we actually have a couple portals in there. So it's just a doorway they're coming through, right? And I actually thought I was losing my mind because before I've seen them like solid, but a little transparent. No, this wasn't. It looked like people like you and I standing there. And I thought, oh my God. And I put my head down. I'm panicking, thinking I got to get the hell out of here. Right. And my girlfriend's like, what is going on with you? I said, you wouldn't even believe it if I told you like, and then it was interesting because I had a bottle of water and I thought, oh my God, somebody like spike my drink. There's no possible way it could happen. But I start going in panic mode, Alexandra. I'm not, I was like, but my bottle of water had the lid on it. There's no way. But I just went straight panic mode. Like, what the hell's going on? 
And um, I closed my eyes, opened, they go away. Open my eyes, they're there. I'm like, holy smokes. So anyways, the medium who was absolutely incredible, she did this demonstration of mediumship. She was giving accurate, specific, and evidential information. She was also, she is also a spirit portrait artist. So before the event, she connected with the spirit world and had, I don't know, there might've been like eight or 10 portraits that she had done previously. Every single person who she gave a message for, their spirit person, the communicator was in one of the portraits. So like incredible evidence. And there was one left and the guy, the spirit man said, I'm the one in the picture. They need to have the message. The evening went over. Nobody could take him. So long story short, I said, okay, look, I am leaving and I'm having this thought with this guy, this mental telepathic conversation. And I said, look, I'll give a message. I don't even know what giving a message is all about, um, but I'll do it if they cross the parking lot with me. No word of a lie. They did. And then I said, okay, no, I'm like, I'm checking out. No, if they park beside me, sure enough, they parked exactly on the same side, two stalls down. The lady was driving the exact same car and color. And then I saw her little uh, remote go click, click. And the lights in her car went on. I'm like, holy crap. Like, is this happening? Okay. My girlfriend's like, why are you panicking? I said, um, dude, you won't believe what's going on. Um, I'm seeing dead people and this guy's been talking to me all night and I got to give a message to these people. She's like, what? Her face was like chin to chest. So I said, yeah. So I went up to the people and I said, I'm so sorry to trouble you, but would you have come here to speak with a specific person, your father, your grandfather? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I said, I'm so sorry for bothering you like this, but would it be possible if I shared with you what he wants to say, because he's still with you and I could see him standing there. He gave incredible evidence, names, relationship, cause of passing, the dynamics within the relationship, all kinds of stuff, stuff that was very evidential about what's been going on in their life since he's crossed over. And they just were in tears. They're like, that's exactly what we needed. And I said, he's also telling me that one of the, the last portrait that's been left inside the center there, the church, that is him. So they ran inside, they come back. My girlfriend and I are waiting. My girlfriend's like, again, chin to chest, like, what are you doing? What is happening here? Um, and they come back, they go, yep, that's my dad. And I never looked at the portrait, so I can't tell you which one was his, except I know that there was one left over and he said it was him, but I never went and looked. Mm -hmm. I was like, get me out of here. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was, it looked just like the guy. And from that moment on, I was like, wow, to see the healing that took place in that contact, um, it changed my life forever. And it really just took this awareness of mine that I had of the spirit world to a whole new level. Like there's no way I can deny it. There's no way that I can not do this, explore this, discover this, develop this and not help others on both sides of the veil. And I came home, my husband was sleeping. I woke him up. I'm like, oh my God, you won't believe what happened. And he's, he wakes up. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I said, I give a message from a dead person to this lady in the parking lot. He's like, What? <laughs> And he didn't know how to take it. And he goes, he, so he sits up, he listens. He's like, 
wow. Okay. This kind of makes sense. I'm like, what do you mean this makes sense? So anyways, that was the end of it. But I was then being bombarded by spirit people all over wanting me to give messages, but I couldn't because I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, I don't want to be going up to random people giving messages like no way. So I went back to the spiritualist church, that same place on the Sunday for the Sunday service. And I got there before the doors even opened. And one of the ministers came out and I said, I've got all these people in spirit talking to me. I need some help because it's overwhelming me. And that started my journey into developing like seriously developing. I'd already been working with the spirit world and in my own life, but actually doing this profession. Can I say even before doing professionally, just getting serious about my development and understanding more about my abilities and understanding the spirit world and learning the mechanics and the fundamentals of it. It was this totally new world. And once you open to the world of spirit, you can't go back because you realize that there's so much more to life than just the physical and that our understanding of life here on earth is so limited. And when we can make those connections with the other world, we can find more about life. We can learn more about ourselves and recognizing that we're more than just these human beings. We are souls having this human experience and that there is a far greater connection to all people, all things, the universe, God, um, to one another, to humankind, to the animal kingdom. It, it just goes so beyond our just our, our communication with the other side. It just opens up literally a whole new world. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing. I love that story. I'm dying. That is absolutely hilarious about you thinking your water spikes. That is crazy. It's so funny because I mean, of course it happens every single time when spirit needs to get to you, they get loud, 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 and it is so beautiful and just out of this world to see like what they will do and how far they will go to get to you. And I love that you answered the call, but also you're so, so right. Is like, you really cannot turn back. And I think that's the beautiful thing is you can't unsee the magic. Like you just can't not like even literally on my drive, like I just got back from the chiropractor on my drive to the chiropractor. I've been having like, not about me, but like I've, my last two weeks have been just like, like rough and on my way to the chiropractor, I saw 111 four times in 10 minutes on car license plates, on my gas mileage, on my phone. I'm like, how? How? And I just, even though it's so tiny, you just can't not see the magic in life or even just the magic in the color of a flower and yeah. just how deeply, deeply connected we are and these little calls and pings that we get from the other side and just, oh my gosh, it's just so, so beautiful. And I know I I commented on it. You just had an episode about the mediumship industry. So I would love you to share a little bit more about that because I feel like I've talked, not that I say I've talked enough about it because I know all of us listeners like and myself and you will always be learning about mediumship and spirituality yeah. and industry. But I feel like I would love to get into a little bit more with you what it is 
to be a medium, like what it's like getting into the industry and meeting people and networking and maybe some aspects that you didn't expect, you know, good or bad. And yeah, I would just love you to kind of share what it is like to be a medium professionally. To be a professional medium, like first off, I never thought I would be doing this mm-hmm. professionally, Ditto. never. <laughs> and when I was working full time, I had a good job. I love the people I was working with. I was high stress, but I really enjoyed it. Um, the spirit world said, you're going to be leaving in three and a half years. And I said, no, I'm not. I got a good job. I like it. For most part, I liked it and I'm making good money and I got benefits. No, I'm not. I'm a slow listener. I'm a slow learner. Um, anyways. I had been in a really bad car accident and um, I was dealing with a lot of chronic pain and it got to the point where I physically couldn't work in the office anymore. And it was three and a half years to the date. And I, I ended up going on a medical leave and some things happened where it ended up being permanent. And I was really nervous and and scared and spirit said, no, why are you? We're going to take care of you. And they have. They said, no, you're meant to be doing this full time. Mind you, I'd been working evenings and weekends outside of working 50 and 60 hours a week, right? Mm. Okay. And it's interesting because you kind of go, you don't know where to start. Well, one, you need a website. You need to be able to learn how to market. And I do have a marketing background, which helps me. Um, But you need to be really clear about what your message is and your why. Because mediumship is multidimensional. And what I mean by that is that there's different facets to mediumship. Mediumship is all about healing, but there are all different types of mediumship. And I wanted to focus on the communication the contact between the two worlds, bringing through proof of survival. That's where I really felt guided and led to pursue with the spirit world was that. So, you know, it was interesting because literally as soon as my website went up, I've been booked since. And I I don't take credit for it. I take, you know, I'm very... I stay humble in that because without this work, I can't, I cannot do this work without the spirit world. And they very much have guided me with it and have allowed me to be successful and grow and pursue it. But it's interesting though, because I find that in the industry, there's a lot of people that we meet fellow mediums, but I feel sometimes that there can be a lack of support within the industry for one another. It's like, no, I'm the medium. I'm the only one that can help people. Um, The way that I work with the spirit world, the way that I give messages is the best. And I find it to be very competitive and it really shouldn't be. I feel like the spiritual community, especially with mediums, should be more embracing, more accepting, more loving and recognizing that everybody works with the spirit world in different ways and that we shouldn't judge that. If somebody is working with the spirit world with integrity and ethics and, you know, their morals are in the right place and they're being responsible with their mediumship, if it's different than you, I think you should just be supportive. And I find that it's interesting when I make friends with people in the spiritual community, it seems to be kind of like temp 
temporary. And I wonder why that is. And there's a beautiful spirit guide from the other side. He was a spirit guide for Maurice, Bar- Maurice Barbanel, mm-hmm. who was a trance medium, and Silverbirch was his guide. And they worked together for, I think, over 30 plus years, maybe 40 years. And in a lot of his books, he talks about that the path of mediumship is a real lonely one. Because there is so much inner work that has to take place and other people who are not walking the path often can't relate. They can't understand because mediumship is a unique experience and it is one that has to be done solo. In other words, you need to have your openness and your awareness to be at a certain place so that you are working in unison, in harmony with the spirit world. And anything that is a distraction or hinders you from working with the spirit world in a manner that is for the highest good of both worlds, it doesn't work. There's no cohesiveness. And so it's not that relationships have to end, but it's quite normal for people to connect and then there be a parting of ways. And, you know, I've been talking to the spirit world and I've been hearing more and more about that there needs to be more of a networking, a community, a gathering of light workers, mediums to share ideas and thoughts and inspiration and guidance to help build up this community because it is becoming more mainstream mediumship. And, you know, I found it, it it's it's tough to juggle being the the medium and then also being the entrepreneur and working the back end of the business, right? If all I had to do was readings and teaching and mentorship and demonstrations, I'd be golden. But there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. There is the accounting, there is the bookings, there is the rescheduling, there is the social media, there's the website stuff, there's the newsletters, there's my podcast, there's the editing, all of that kind of stuff, right? Developing courses and um, implementing new workshops and all kinds of stuff. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. And I think that it's really, really important for people when they're becoming a professional medium to work so closely with your spirit guides. You may have an idea of what you think you should do. Always check in with your spirit guides because if you do not check in with your team, chances are even if your heart is in the right place, it may not work out the way that you'd hope. Because if we're working with mediumship, we're working in the faculty of working with the other world, we need to have them on our side. We need to be in a partnership. Because without the without the spirit world, Alexandra, there is no mediumship. There's, it's a partnership. And I see a lot of it sometimes, you know, I see a lot of people. Um, I connect with a lot of people. I talk with a lot of people and there's a lot of people that get into the industry and start working with the spirit world. They get a little bit of training. They lack understanding. They go out there to become professional mediums, but they don't last. It's because the ego has gotten ahead of them and they don't stick with working with the spirit world and keeping them a part of the process, which is integral. Has that answered any of your questions? I'm not sure. Oh my God. No, that was all so beautiful. And I'm so happy that, I mean, the whole time I just, it's funny because I will make noises. I will clap, but I have to mute myself because I don't want, (laughs) 
interrupt your audio because I'm just such like, I react so much. No, I so resonated so, so deeply. I totally agree. And I, I am so, I mean, obviously I, we connect because you're like a beautiful and I resonate with your values, but yes, we are all equals. And there was a a while where I felt that imposter syndrome, like leaping into this. And I'm like, who? Yeah. But I'm like, no, we are all sisters. We're brothers. We're sisters. We're souls on the mission. And who am I to judge if I'm judging that medium for doing what they're doing, or I'm judging any light worker for what they're doing. And I will say too, being connected to you and being connected to, I have like a group of girls that I talk to and I'm a medium. Another one's a medium. One does Akashic records. Another one is like a mage. And I swear I become a better medium by learning from all of you. And also I have, I would say this year too has been a huge year of like remembrance. Like I'm really remembering, oh my God, that's what that was when I was 14. That's, oh my God, that's happened before. Like I, that's why we need each other. That's why we need other mediums and practitioners. Even honestly, yesterday I've, again, I like briefly mentioned it. I've been like having a hard time getting back from November because I was traveling and with family. I didn't really have a lot of alone time and I was out of the routine. And I sat with my friend Nisha and we both sat with spirit and ceremony. And I really needed her help because I was like, I'm kind of overwhelmed with my emotions and I just needed a little oomph. And I think sometimes as mediums, that's why it's like, it it may obviously like it is lonely because it's so unique and we're having it's like we have seven breakthroughs a day like seven breakdowns a week or something and but then also I know what I've noticed what I used to go through is like I expect myself to do like all the work or like I should know this or like, I should be able to do it. But it's like, no, this is community. And we're all here for the collective for each other. Like when we need help, we need help. And it's okay to ask for the answers and lean on help yeah. from your community. So again, I absolutely really, really, really resonated deeply. And you know, another thing too, you talk about the imposter syndrome and I totally believe that because, um, I've experienced it myself too. And the spirit world said, no, you need to shake that off because the spirit world, when I started formally developing, they had said to me, you know, you're going to be teaching just a heads up. And I said, teaching what? They said, mediumship. I said, what? I can't do that. Like, who am I? And they said, not to worry. We'll take you to where you need to be. And I've learned a lot through workshops, through sitting in a closed development circle, through going to the Arthur Finley College. You know, I've, I've had a lot of really good quality training, but I also spent five years training as a spiritualist minister and I am ordained. And that was such a personal journey that not only was it about the mediumship, but this the spirituality and the philosophy and the science behind mediumship. And it really gave me so much information and support. And I thought, wow, I don't have to know it all, but I can share what I do know and be okay with that. And I, on my podcast, get to connect and interview amazing mediums that are tutors at the Arthur Finley College who have years of experience far beyond me. And I may not have the same amount of experience as them or knowledge, but that doesn't mean that what I have is not a value. 
and that where I am right now on my journey is exactly where I need to be. And I need to embody that and embrace it and love myself and be grateful for the opportunity of being able to teach and touch the souls that are guided to me. Right. And another thing too, is like we get caught in this comparison trap and honestly, social media is brutal. It serves a purpose. Don't get me wrong. It really does. We need to advertise. We need to get our message out. It's important that we let other people know about the spirit world and mediumship, the highs and lows and the in-between. But it's important that we don't get caught up in trying to copy another person's message. In other words, you may look up or admire another person and how they work with the spirit world and how their business is unfolding and admire it. But don't compare your your apples to their their oranges. You each have your own way of working. And I do actually see this quite a bit in social media and I go, oh God, sometimes I wish I wasn't on it, to be honest, because it's a bit much to take. And I find that there's a lack of authenticity online and, you know, people will start copying the the style of posts and copying the messages and even copying descriptions in the bios and like basically copying these other people. And I think, oh, you're not going to last long because you've lost track of your why and you're not anchored in that. And you're not trusting the spirit world to take you and lead you on this journey. You have gotten in the way and allowed your insecurities to surface. And that will be your fall. Mm. So we need to be okay with our humble beginnings. And if our, if our humble beginnings take us to something that by the world standards is successful and is has meaning and is impacting lives and you know maybe you get a bit of notoriety on it fine but don't lose track of where you started and your why don't compare support acknowledge one another but stay in your own lane be you do you Mm -hmm. yes oh my gosh like the whole time like I'm just smiling ear to ear I so resonate and it just also I mean I I'm I am so confident. Every single medium has experienced this feeling of imposter syndrome, but it always feels so good to actually have a conversation about it and just feel so validated. And I would honestly love to get into, um, you know, what are these necessary boundaries that need to be developed as a medium because what I sometimes see, especially I think as, you know, I'm in my, it's so weird to say I'm in my late twenties and, you know, I love TikTok. It's hilarious. I cry. I laugh. I learn it's craziness. But then I see these young women who are so gifted and I'm like, hell yeah, girl. But they are like out there going to like, Like there's this one girl, like, okay, I don't want to judge. There's this one girl that keeps a haunted doll with her. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) But then maybe who am I to judge? Because I have my own boundaries and my own magic and my own practice. But I guess like, how do you learn? And what are these, as you believe, as a, you know, you've been a professional medium for quite some time. And again, listeners getting to know you, like, what are these beautiful boundaries that you put up, but also maybe accepting what's for you isn't for the other person and what vice versa. Okay. So, um, are you referring to like people that are developing their abilities or people that are working mediums? 
Well, uh, I would say maybe a little bit of both. I think mostly working okay. mediums. Okay. So as a working medium, I think it's really important that we have very clear boundaries with ourselves. First off, recognizing that we only have a certain amount of time in a day to work as a medium and that we are not physically or energetically meant to be working eight hours a day, slinging readings and doing mediumship. Our body is not meant to. I never do more than three readings in a day. You're not supposed to. For me, when I'm working, if my blood sugar gets low, so I don't want to be doing more than that. But it's we're not meant to do more than that. We're not. We need to have a balance between when we are in boundaries with, we need to be disciplined in our own work and in our own lives. We need to have a time when we are working and when we are not and stick to it. Because when we are not disciplined in our practice and disciplined in our work with the spirit world saying, hey, this is when I'm working. This is when we can connect. This is when we can communicate and bring through messages or whatever, right? Because there's different reasons why we connect with the spirit world. Let them know when the time is. And I like to call it setting an appointment with spirit. So, you know, there's many different things as a working medium. We need to be able to make time and set time aside to sit in the power and to meditate, to connect with our own selves, connect with our guides. We also need to set times of when we are working professionally and giving readings and when we are not. And also to have boundaries with our clients and prospective clients. I get calls and emails all the time. Okay. Can we come for a reading today? No, I, unfortunately I'm fully booked. Is there any way that you could squeeze us in? We'll pay double. We'll pay triple. I'm sorry. And I have, honestly, I get it at least twice a week. I'm not kidding. And I say, I'm sorry, I'm fully booked. If you'd like to schedule a reading with me, please go to my online website or go to my website and use my online booking system. That will show you my availability because there's many mediums that are working professionally. They don't know how to say no and they feel guilty in it. And then what happens is, and I see it all the time. And to be honest, Alexandra, I've done it myself. We reach burnout and then we're no good for anybody else. You know, we get sleepless. Um, we have sleep issues. We might get tummy issues. We might start to get anxiety and just bouts of wanting to cry and exhausted. And it's because you have depleted your reserve, your energetic reserve. But recognizing when you're working medium or mediumistically, it's also affecting your physical body. You have to honor that as well. So having boundaries of when you're working and being okay with saying no to other people so you can say yes to yourself so that when you are working, you are energized, you are in like peak performance so that when you are working, you can bring through clear and accurate and specific messages and also that you can sustain the link with the spirit. Yes. There's so much to it. And also too, you know, if you're working mediumistically and you have somebody that is wanting a prediction, have boundaries, and I get it all the time, have boundaries about what services you offer. Don't bend from that. If you are a medium and you want someone, if someone contacts you and wants a re, uh, like a reading, but it's about predictions and they want to know about their future, 
be really clear about what you're offering and what you're not. Because recognize that mediumship and foretelling the future are completely separate or like completely separate things. And are you wanting to compromise the integrity of the work? Are you wanting to compromise the integrity of the work that you do with the spirit? Do you want to be known as somebody who is foretelling the future or do you want to be known as somebody who brings through loving and healing messages from the other side? Mm -hmm. And it's so important when we are working to get really clear and work with the spirit world, get really clear about your why and where you're going, what you want to do and what you don't want to do and stick to it. But also have some flexibility because as you grow and you work and evolve as a spiritual being, as a medium, what may have resonated with you at one time may no longer. So be okay with that. Be totally okay with that because there were certain services that I used to offer, but then I don't offer them anymore because I I'm growing, I'm changing, but also how I work with the spirit world is changing. And when I come mm-hmm. up with new offerings, it's because of the guidance that they're giving me. Always check in with spirit. If something feels off about a client or an offering or a service that you're doing, ask them for help and guidance. Don't try to figure it out all on your own. Yes. Yes. Because oh we want to have quality and longevity in this industry and in order to do that you have to have boundaries Mm. Mm. and also too, be really disciplined and have boundaries about your day your day-to-day you know have an agenda keep yourself organized make sure that you're eating properly make sure you're getting enough sleep you're staying hydrated you're putting things in your body that are nurturing and healing and elevating your energy Your physical energy too, we can't neglect that. It's not all energy. What happens on a physical level also affects the spiritual too. You ever had days where you're like, you can't sleep good, maybe got an upset tummy, and then you got to go do some readings? You might be able to do some, but perhaps they're not going to be as good as what they could have been. It's always best to reschedule and be honest with yourself. Be honest with your clients and go, you know what? I'm not at peak performance today. I'm not feeling my best. And to preserve the integrity of your session, let's reschedule. Sometimes we get this big demand from people and we just grind it out, but to our own detriment. It's not good. Mm -hmm. You're not helping anybody. And as mediums, we are an ambassador. We are a representative of the spirit world. And we, I believe, need to show up in the best state that we can for them. Also for your clients, they're paying good money. And another thing about boundaries too, when you're working with people, you may encounter clients that kind of rub you the wrong way, or maybe they're a little antagonistic. Have boundaries with them. Be okay with stopping a reading and going, this doesn't work. I'm sorry. I feel like we're not in alignment. I'm happy to refund your money. Have that integrity. Know your self-worth. Don't let people treat you with disrespect. I've had that before. And I didn't like it. And I and I called the reading to a quits. 
I've only done that a few times, but yet I did it because I was not going to have somebody wreck the energy, but I also wasn't going to allow myself to be disrespected. So I set a boundary very, very clear. I'm sorry, this isn't working. I'll give your money back. But another thing too, I think we need to, you know, and I feel really guided to share this too, when it comes to pricing our services, you know, I remember, you know, what, when I first started working professionally, what my rates were to what they are now is quite different. And I still keep my rates reasonable because I believe that everybody should benefit from mediumship. But as the demands increase, et cetera, the rates have gone up. But I also found that when I increased my rates, I was no longer attracting or getting those types of clients that were antagonistic or to the degree of almost me and doubting me, but like negatively, I'm good with skeptics. Don't get me wrong. I've had skeptics. I have no problem with that, but they come in with an open mind and they show respect. No problem whatsoever, Alexandra. I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know, not everybody mm -hmm. believes in after, in the afterlife or in life after death. So as a, my media, as a media, my job is to bring through that proof of survival. So I'm good with that. But when you got people that are questioning and doubting, oh yeah, right. Where'd you get that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, is that really from a dead person? And I've had people at the head bobbing and everything. And I go, you know, am I going to sit here for a whole hour with this? Or I'm going to go, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm not the reader for you. And I've done that. But I also, when I increased my rates, I no longer got those people either. Mm. I have clients, beautiful clients. I'm so grateful for them. The people that are guided to me who are very much about wanting to learn and discover mm -hmm. about the spirit world. And when they're paying their money, good money, I think they take it a little bit more seriously and they have a greater respect for the work. And as mediums, we need to have more respect and honor for the craft of mediumship. You know, I don't call mediumship a gift. It is not a gift for me. I do believe if mediumship is done well, it is a gift for those that are receiving the communication on the other side. The other, the other side, not only on the other side in the spirit world, but also my recipient on the receiving end. Yes, it can be a gift to bring through a communication from a wife or a husband or your child or a parent or a sibling. My God, it's incredible. Yeah, that's a gift. Absolutely. But for me, no, it's an ability, but it's an ability that I continue and consciously develop to fine tune and to deepen. And mm. it's a, it's a lifelong journey. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for, as you could, I was silently pumping my hands up and snapping and I loved every single word of that. Thank you so much for feeling called to share everything. And I think this is going to be so valuable for everyone who is not only seeking to go to a medium, seeking to build their practitioner, um, you know, abilities or practitioner abilities, like their, their intuitive abilities, or, you know, I just, I just love this and also just values. I really, really resonate too. I think not only, you know, I love as mediums that it's it's just sad how we're not even allowed to have these boundaries at like a nine to five job or they just are yeah. upon. But literally as a medium, we have to like we have no choice. And 
we, I, I believe the client would want that out of us. And so it's just nice that honestly, a lot of our job is to make sure we take care of ourselves and we train and we just nourish our mind and our body, our spirit. And also I so resonate with, you know, setting a certain price point for your business and also labeling it as a craft. Cause I so, I so believe that too. It is such a craft and everyone has the ability to tap into their spiritual gifts. You don't have to be a Yes. I remember talking about this, I believe like in our other conversation and it's just, it's a devotion. It's a choice. It's a path you choose every single day. It's not, you know, for two hours, you know, from nine to one, I'm giving readings. It's every single day and not every single day you're going to be a perfect human in society. But I know that I even try to follow my values and my North star as a medium, you know, in my everyday life as a stranger, as a sister, as a partner. And again, with, I think I went off track a little bit, but with setting those price points, you're also so agree, like by it's so much more than just like a tag. It's this worth and this devotion that you are claiming for yourself. And then that's calling in those that, yes, that will take it seriously. I so, so resonate with that. And thank you so, so much for sharing all that. And honestly, I have a question that I have been so excited to ask you. And it was on a post you did on November 8th, and I'm going to read it. So did you know when developing mediumship, your interest in life will determine what type of evidence you'll receive in your readings? need to dive deeper in this for our listeners because that was just like, oh my gosh, I was so excited to see that because I I even learned from that. It was just so fun. Well, it's true. Our interests do determine what type of um, information or evidence that will come through in a reading. So for example, you know, I have a thing with teeth. Why? Because when I was growing up, I had a big space in the middle of my front two front teeth, I was so self-conscious. So when I got braces, I think I was about 10, 11, uh, maybe 12 years old and my teeth straightened and the gap closed. I was like, so excited, felt really confident. And then I got my braces off and I love my teeth. I take really good care of my teeth because I never want to feel insecure about that. Again, I get the weirdest I call it weird, but it's not. So I have a thing with teeth. I often get evidence from the spirit world in a reading regarding teeth, whether it be false teeth, a chipped tooth, gap in the teeth. Maybe there was an injury to the teeth. Maybe there was, um, you know, a piece of, you know, a couple of teeth that got knocked out and they had to get them filled or like capped or whatever, right? Um, random things like that. Also, too, maybe you're somebody that is interested in cuisine and food or wine. You're probably going to be able to pick up on that type of information in a communication because that interest is already in your frame of reference. So the spirit world can use that if you can I say use it more easily. Mm-hmm. In other words, so that you'll you'll know exactly what they're talking about now. If you're somebody who knows nothing about cars, doesn't drive a car, and you have a communicator come in and start telling you about a vehicle they were working on or that they had or owned and start talking about a particular repair, let's say maybe they were doing to the head gaskets, which is connected 
to the motor, you're going to have no idea what they're talking about. But if you have an interest in cars, you're going to know exactly about that. You're going to know exactly what he or she's talking about. So the more that we can learn about life and others and develop our interests and learn more about, for example, pets, I'm an animal lover. I get all kinds of pets that come through my readings, cats and dogs and horses and birds and all kinds of stuff. People go, animals come through? Yeah, but why do they come through for Courtney? Well, Courtney grew up on a farm. Courtney had seven horses. I also had like rabbits. We had deer in the backyard. We had fish and birds and oh my God, we had everything. So somebody who was a farmer or somebody who had a rescue ranch, somebody that worked in, let's say, horse racing or horse showing. Those are frames of reference that are already within my memory or my life experiences. So the spirit world can bring that through very quickly and I'll be able to know exactly what they're talking about because it's already in my memory, my frame of reference in that memory Mm. bank of ours. Mm. So the more, you know, for example, there, I get tons of dogs. I have a couple dogs. I have little chihuahuas, but I don't know a lot about breeds, but it's interesting. The more that I kind of Google and read and learn more about different dog breeds, the more I'm able to better identify the dogs when they come through. And how evidential is that? The more knowledge that you have and the more knowledge that you gain, the more experiences that you've had in life, the more that you're able to expand, can I say, your spiritual dictionary so that the spirit world can tap into those different areas or those frames of reference that you have and bring through more clear and detailed evidence. Mm. So somebody who is got an interest in music, maybe they like different genres. Maybe they know about specific playlists. Maybe there's somebody that has played music and taken classes or taught music classes. You're probably going to be able to connect or draw in communicators who are going to have interests like that or similar. And then you can bring through more detailed information. Mm. Because what they're talking about, you're going to know what they're talking about. And then you can convey that evidence to the recipient. So it's why it's so important in mediumship to continue to learn, not just about the fundamentals or the mechanics of mediumship, but to learn about life, learn about different flowers or learn about, uh, learn about different types of music, learn about maybe, you know, exploring different types of clothing that people wore you know, maybe in the 1800s or 1900s or the early 2000s, just check it out, get yourself familiarized with it. So when people come through in the spirit world, you're going to be able to identify some of that information, which could be completely um, evidential. I see this person wearing these particular clothes in this pattern and you already knowing where that type of clothing, kind of that air, that, that, time in that space and time when that would have been popular. Maybe somebody who is wearing like bell bottoms and a specific color and patterns, etc. And not only do you see them wearing that, but then you're going to know maybe they were a fashion designer. Maybe they made their own clothing. So the more that we can learn and familiarize ourselves with stuff, the better we can be as evidential mediums. Ah, oh my God. I loved every single minute of that. And that's inspiring me to like dedicate like 30 minutes or an hour a day just to like have spirit tell me to learn something random. I love it. 
Well, you can even just decide what you want to learn. Even yeah. if it's like whatever it may be. Maybe it's learning a little bit about culture. Little other cultures, other countries. And it's so interesting because, you know, I'm from Canada. So we're from Canada. We are a very um, multicultural, diverse country. And I have got to learn a lot about other cultures, mm-hmm. which has helped me so much in my readings. Mm-hmm. And when spirit has showed me stuff, particularly like from the South Asian culture, they have a lot of mm-hmm. um, different customs and stuff that I actually never knew about until the spirit world told me in the reading. And so it's actually helped me learn more about culture so I can understand and have a greater um respect I always have a respect but uh, a greater respect and understanding of why people do what they do that can be it was it's super evidential Mm. and meaningful when things come through so learn what we can about people places and things and if something really sparks your interest learn more about it because chances are that type of evidence will come through in the reading and you're going to be the best medium to bring it through because you're already going to have an understanding of what the person's talking about Oh my gosh. I loved every single minute of that. Thank you so much. And one final question. So for anyone who is seeking to build their intuitive abilities and become someone who is a servant with it, whether that be a medium or give people readings, give people healings, what would be like your final piece of advice? I mean, you've said so many beautiful nuggets of wisdom, but is there anything else that you could share? So I would say if somebody is wanting to learn more about their abilities, explore them, find yourself a mentor, but find yourself a mentor who is experienced and has had good training and use your discernment too, because there's a lot of people out there that claim to be teachers, but they don't have enough knowledge or experience to support you in the work because they're still in the early stages themselves. So Mm. find someone who you resonate with. And if you're not sure where to start, talk to people that you know, word of mouth is honestly the best advertising and, you know, start there. And if you don't know anybody, Ask the spirit world, ask your guides, whether you identify as a psychic or a medium or an intuitive, each and every one of us have an angel. We have guardians, we have guides, send out that thought, send out that prayer, that petition, whether you know the name or not, and ask them to lead you to where you're meant to be. Mm. And the right teacher, the right guide will cross your path but always use your discernment. And another thing too is trust your feelings, trust your gut instinct. Just because a teacher teaches a certain way, you don't have to accept every single thing they say. In other words, it might be their truth, but it doesn't have to be yours. When I teach and I do a lot of teaching, I always tell people just because Courtney does things a certain way and has an understanding of things that she believes to be true, doesn't have to be your truth. Allow yourself to be open to discover and figure out what resonates with you. And if it doesn't resonate with you, just put it to the side for now, because it may be of value to you a little further down your path. And as Mm -hmm. you explore your journey, the right people will come. And you may be with a teacher for a certain amount of time, and then you may find that you've outgrown the teacher. 
And that's okay too. We will have many teachers throughout our life and each of them will share with us things that we need to know, things that we want to do. And maybe you'll have a teacher that you'll learn from and go, I definitely don't want to do that. That's also a value too. Everyone who crosses your path, they are teaching you something about yourself, about life, about spirituality. Just keep your awareness open and you'll be led to exactly where you need to be. Oh, that was just oh, so perfect. Thank you so, so much. Everything. Thank you. I enjoyed every single minute of this. Thank you so much. Oh, hello, everyone. I just want to thank you so, so much for sitting with us, walking with us, doing the dishes with us, whatever you are doing. I cannot thank you enough for listening to this episode and supporting the podcast. It means the world to me. I hope this conversation felt expansive. It felt warm. I hope you truly connected with this beautiful, beautiful human, Courtney Dawson, in your own unique way. Again, make sure to give her a follow on Instagram at Medium Courtney Dawson. You can also check out her services or connect with her at one of her events. If you're based in British Columbia, Canada, go to her website at www.mediumcourtneydawson.com. And you can also reach out to her via email at mediumcourtneydawson at gmail.com. And make sure to listen to our podcast episode and her podcast in general is just amazing. The Connected Spirit Podcast. It's wherever you love to listen. And of course, I'll make sure to put all of that info in the show notes along with Jerome Roll, my amazing and much, much anticipated in-person mediumship, reading, gathering. I think I'm just going to call it an in-person soul circle that will be taking place in Santa Monica, Los Angeles at Mystic Journey Bookstore LA. And it will be, I believe, again, I am confirming the time, but it will be on Eventbrite for sure when it's confirmed at 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. And it will again will be on Saturday, February 11th at Mystic Journey Bookstore. Tickets on Eventbrite, $75. We will begin with a beautiful adaptogenic beverage with my dear friend Tori, which will really open us up, open up our heart space. And then I will guide us through a beautiful meditation open us up to spirit, and then of course share healing messages of love, light, hope, guidance, joy, peace from our loved ones, from our guides, angels, ancestors, whoever is eager to come through. I love you guys dearly. Make sure to give this podcast episode just some love. Please Never feel shy to DM me on Instagram at the modern medium underscore with your thoughts, how you felt. And I love seeing your reviews. Make sure to leave a review because you win a free 30 minute reading if you do. And you simply just leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I also believe you can leave a review on Spotify screenshot it, DM it to me, and you will win a free 30-minute reading. I am also on TikTok at the modern medium underscore. And if you are eager and excited to book a full-on reading with me or eager to look at 
discovery calls to talk about mentorship opportunities. My books are open for tap into your magic and meet your spirit guides. Just simply click on the discovery call link in the show notes as well and go to my website for readings. And I am so, so, so excited, you guys. I love you dearly and I cannot wait to see you next time.